Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. All right, we are live with an instant reaction podcast after week one. We'll be doing one of these uh, after every game this year, or certainly every away game and possibly even the home games. Uh, that's one of the worst performances I've ever seen. That's just one of the most embarrassing, just just embarrassing, flat-out embarrassing performances I've ever seen in my entire life. The, the entire organization, the entire Patriots organization should be sick to their stomach and completely and wholly embarrassed because that team in Miami, they suck. And the Patriots got bullied by that team today. Absolutely bullied. Well, you're coming. You're coming out hot today, Pat. Yep. Start the season. I I don't know if I would go that far with it, but just it, it. This looks like the team we saw last year. A team that is about as good as the team on the other side of the ball, with a complete inability to make big plays. So the, yeah. they're going to keep it close, and it's not going to be anything super crazy. It's just going to be entirely dependent on when the big plays happen. This game was decided on what four or five plays, maybe, maybe, maybe even three. Yep, yep. And just, which is optimistic in some way because you'd have to hope at some point those plays are going to go your way. And you would think, but you, Patriots forced two fumbles that both directly went right out of bounds, right? So it's like they they forced three fumbles. Which was the third they one? Had, they had two that went out of bounds, and then one. Um, uh, earlier on in the game on the sack. The oh, you're right. Yep, you're right. You're right. You got Why back and that was out. the field goal Miami got. That's right. Yes. And they were able to recover it. That's right. Good point. Yeah. So they did. They and forced they three. They forced three fumbles. Dropped just couldn't, two picks. couldn't get them. Miles freaking Brian. Yeah. This game. And, and look, blame everyone else. Blame, blame anyone you want. Take Do whatever you want. The fact I know. I know. I, as we're talking, as we're talking I right now, I, the, I don't know which one you're reacting to. I'm reacting to the Steelers blocking the, the Bengals. Extra. Yeah, the Bengals go to touchdown they with like locked the extra point. Yeah, Fitzpatrick, unbelievable. <laughs> so Steelers, Steelers, uh, we're up twenty to fourteen, twenty to fourteen, 20 to and, seven, I think, or something like that. Yeah. Oh, they were killing them. Yeah, and then the Bengals came back. They tied it with one second left, and then the Steelers blocked the extra point with a second left. That, one, that one's going so, OT, which that'll matter. Headed to, to OT. Pats are going to Pittsburgh next week. That's next right. Sunday. So, but listen, you know, my big thing is this, and Bill will say this anyways, blame Bill Belichick. And I will 100% blame Bill Belichick for this one because the fact that Jelani Tavai and, and listen, everyone knows I hate Jelani Tavai. Okay. I'm sure he's a very nice guy. I hate him as a football player. I hate him. I don't understand why he's in the field. I don't get it. Penny Jennings showed you so much in the, in the preseason and during training camp. He was fantastic. And then you take him out and put him in Jelani Tavai. I, I don't understand it. And then Miles Bryant. Who had one good play today? One great play. He mm-hmm. was, you know, contorted his body, dove back and tipped the ball. Oh, from uh, sorry, from Devin McCourty for easy interception. Uh, Miles Bryant was terrible today. I don't understand 
That should be Marcus Jones in that spot. He should be playing the slot, and he should be punt return. And I don't understand. This is, again, Bill Belichick is looking at it saying, you know what, I'm going to take the conservative route. I'm going to play these guys that I think are reliable, even if they're slow, even if they're not explosive, and we're going to try to win that way by not making mistakes. And guess what? It didn't freaking work today because they turned the ball over three times and they weren't able to get any turnovers on off on, on defense. And so the fact is you need those explosive guys. You drafted them all. You need all those explosive guys. And you pull Cole Strange after one missed assignment? Oh, and then, by the way, when he's not on the field, then you have another missed assignment that ends up in a touchdown for Miami. It's just like, yeah. what are we doing? Well, and it's 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 early season stuff. They're rotating. They're right. trying to figure out the guys. And I, I mean, the story of this game it starts on that first possession for the Patriots' right. offense. This yep. this is the third straight game now the Patriots have had with a turnover ending the first possession. They had a pick six in Miami the last week of the season last year. Yep. Mac throws that deep pick on what we all thought was a touchdown in Buffalo in the playoff game. Yeah, and then that play today on what many including those in the broadcast booth thought was defensive pass interference and that's it's not really i mean that's not a bad play for mac you want Devonte parker to fight better for that football sure and that's do. one of those where it's you say 50 50 ball it's really 48 48 with a four percent chance of an interception this is that pick they might right. throw that ball once a game for the rest of the season and not a single one of them is going to get picked off yeah that's the one that did that's you come out I mean, for all the stuff we heard about the offense in training camp, that first possession was awesome. You had guys in motion. Tight ends were blocking really well. Mac was really in command at the line of scrimmage. And they were they were making that work. I thought it looked pretty good. And then the turnover. And defense holds. You force the sack. You force a fumble. Right. End up forcing them into a field goal. It looks good. And then from that point on, it's just – Nobody, the only big play they got on offense was Kendrick Bourne with that. Oh, they had two. They had a deep pass to Jacoby Myers and yep. they had a deep pass to Kendrick Bourne. Right. Which those look good. Yeah, the Myers catch was uh, was outrageous. Unbelievable. But, you know, again, now, now you know, and, and listen, I love Mac Jones. I think everyone loves Mac Jones around here. He had a bad game. He had arguably his worst game as a Patriot. And the thing is, you know, you're late in the game here. You're down 20 to 7. Mm-hmm. And you get the ball backed up at your five-yard line. And Nelson Aguilar gets two or three steps on the guy covering him, and you have him wide open. And you just miss it. You just miss it. And that is a throw. He cannot miss that throw. That has to happen. That's a 95-yard touchdown. I mean, there's nobody there. The safeties are nowhere near him. He's already outrun the corner. That's a 95-yard touchdown. And all of a sudden, it's 20-14, to 14, and everyone in Miami is like, oh, shoot. Here we are. Like, we thought we were running away with this thing. We got him pinned back deep. And bam, they hit a 95-yard touchdown pass on us. And now the game totally flips, right? And now you you put the pressure on Miami to try to make something happen. And that's when mistakes happen. And instead, yeah. he misses the throw, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, the interception you mentioned, Devontae Parker, I thought it was underthrown. Like, it wasn't a terrible throw, but it certainly wasn't very good. It and you fine. want a better throw. He had John yep. Smith, when he got when he had strip sack for a touchdown, the play before that, he had John Smith one on one, who had another yep. step on his guy and threw it out of bounds. And it was like, come yep. on, man, you gotta make those throws. And he's not making. And listen, it's one game, but he didn't make any of those throws this game, and that was extremely disappointing to see. Yeah, and I think I thought the footwork was a little bit choppy at some points. He's yep. not settled back there. Which, hey, if we're talking early season games in Miami with a quarterback looking unsettled behind his offensive line, we right. have we've read this one before. We know, we like, sure have. 
Yeah. And it's, we've been later into the season with a worse offensive line that has turned things around. Yeah. So we will see what happens again. It, it's communication issues. And that's the, the plus side of this is that the off for offense this game swung on two or three plays. There's the pick. Those are the, really the three turnovers. But in some ways, you take away the last one. That's when you're trying to fight back late in the game. It's the first right. two that really yeah. matter. And they were just one bad luck play and one play where you make one miscommunication and things don't go your way. Miami yeah. had plays where they had miscommunications and it just didn't turn into a turnover. Sometimes that's the way the cookie crumbles. Exactly. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's the negative place. Like right. the second drive, they're moving the ball. And then you end up getting backed up a little bit. You get into third and long, false start on Hunter Henry. Now you're in third and longer. They pick that up. Great play from Nelson Aguilar. And then Mac Jones gets sacked. Now you're in second and 17. It turns into third and 19. All right. I mean, that drive is over regardless of the other stuff that happened. And it really felt like if they were in, if felt like if they were in second and 10, they were not going to end up with a first down. They needed to right. pick up those yards because yep. they couldn't, they can't consistently get plays of 10 or 15. Absolutely. And, and I don't, I don't mind that this offense can't hit the deepest plays. Not everybody's going to do that. And I think missing Tyquan Thornton's by part of that. But when you can't pick up the chunk plays, that's when things get really hard. If you can't use play action to get 15 yards or 20 yards here and there, hit a tight end up the seam, that's when things get really difficult. And I thought that's where things got bad at the end of the first half. Yeah. You got that's when the you know how all of a sudden the running game stopped working? Well that's because they know we can't hit anything and we can't beat man coverage. Right. So they're gonna sit they're there blitzing everyone. Yeah, they're going to have one safety over the middle, man coverage everywhere in press, and send everybody else. And if it's a run, they're just running down the ball carrier. It doesn't matter what scheme you're running. You're not going to have enough guys to counter that right. unless you've got Barry Sanders in the backfield. Right. That's not who Damian Harris is. Who I thought I thought he had a very good game. Me too. I thought Ramondre had a very good game. I thought Montgomery had a good game. I thought most individual offensive players had at least a decent games. It's just right. not at the same time <laughs> no that's the problem right is that you know it was like oh one guy would make a play and one guy would make a play and then this guy would make a play and like it just and then and then somebody has a negative play and it's right. all wiped out right 100 and, and it's just like you know yeah i mean you just can't look at the end of the day jack jones has an interception that's an easy interception that's that has to be an interception and tyree kill just rips it away from him and it's just that's one of those things where it's like man you got to you to the NFL play, rookie. <laughs> right, right. Got to come out to play. He's not going to give you the ball. You got to go. You got to go take it. You know, and that's yeah. and that's hey, that's where I'm optimistic because that's the first time he's ever in that situation in the right. NFL. Let's right. see how he looks by week eight. Let's see how he looks by Thanksgiving. Hundred percent. Yeah, it hurts when you just you can't make one play. Yeah. What I don't what I don't understand, and I apologize if it's loud down here. My my wife started <laughs> the laundry right before we right before we went on. Thanks a lot. Appreciate that. Um, but, uh, but you know, it's one of those things where, like, that. this is where, like, and I'll take it back to Marcus Jones because everyone knows I love Marcus Jones. Obviously, he was my, like, draft crush coming into this year. Mm -hmm. And, you know, early in training camp, he's running with the ones exclusively. He doesn't play in the first preseason game because they don't play any of their starters in the first preseason game, and he's one of their starters. They literally were so confident with him that they didn't play him in the first preseason game. And then the second preseason game comes and he doesn't play at all until the very end in garbage time. 
And then all of a sudden, it looks like he's buried on the depth chart. And it's like, well, what are we doing? Like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand what happened. You know, what yeah. happened between the beginning of training camp when he looked awesome to the end of training camp when they wouldn't even put him on the field? I just, I don't understand. And, and you get a guy that with that type of explosiveness, you know, especially you're looking for something to happen on the punt team. You're like, we need a big play. We need something to, to happen. And, you know, with the speed that this kid has and the vision that he has as a punt returner, I don't understand why Miles Bryant's back there, not him. It just doesn't make any sense. And sure, and it's, he, I like Miles Bryant. Reliable, yeah. but like, come on. Yeah, and he's active. That's the weird thing. If right. you if you, if it was like, all right, we know we're not going to have him right. as the returner. Exactly. Then we'll put Sean Wade in there. Yes. And let him be the backup corner. Um. Yeah, I just I don't. And as far as I know, he didn't get into the game. Not that I saw. Yeah, Not that I which saw. is weird. I mean, it's, I thought I thought Miles Bryant had at least a fine game. Right? He wasn't. He was okay. He wasn't the issue. The defense right. only gave up thirteen points. Right. It's all things considered, the defense, and it was half of that's on one play, which, uh. Not really a blown coverage by Jalen Mills, but not as tight coverage as you'd like to see. And then two Patriots running into each other, trying to make it a tackle look like miscommunication. Right. Yeah, and yeah, hundred percent, absolutely was. Yeah, which I mean, and that's the issue. It's luck that the Dolphins got those plays and the Patriots didn't. But it's also the Patriots couldn't cre- put the Dolphins in opportunities where they're going to miss tackles for the most part. Absolutely, and, and the other part of it is this. Okay, I don't know what Kendrick Bourne did. I, I don't know what Kendrick Bourne said to Bro Belichick. I don't know what he said to I, – I just – I don't know. But, like, I don't understand why he's not on the field. I just don't get it. It just doesn't make any sense. He was their most and, – and Jacoby has always been their reliable receiver. He was Mac's number one target last year. Down the stretch at the end of the season, he was the guy. Him and Mac were together all offseason, working together, hanging out together. It was them two. They were boys all offseason. And then he doesn't play at all. Then he goes in, catches a 48-yard pass. Then they pull him out. And the next play, Nelson Aguilar fumbles and he loses the ball. And it's just like, I just, I don't get it. I don't, like, and again, it's another example. And I know Belichick treats, you know, the first few games of the preseason. And so I'm not going to overreact and say this team sucks. Like everyone on Twitter, all this team sucks. And Belichick's the worst coach of all time. I'm not going to do that. But I just, like, I don't get it. If your quarterback is struggling, and he was. Mac was struggling today, right? And we'll talk about him in a second with the whole x-ray thing. Mac was clearly struggling today. Clearly. Yeah. There was something wrong. He w- didn't didn't feel comfortable, wasn't doing a lot, wasn't doing a lot well. Then give him his number one target, the guy he loved throwing to all year last year, the guy he was boys with and hung out with all offseason. Throw that guy yeah. in the field and see what happens, it, you know? And, and as soon as you do, it's a long play. It's such a weird scenario. Like, it, something happened in training camp. I know part of it was that fight. Right. Um, and it sounded like Kendrick Bourne had some equipment violations or something at one point in camp. I think Mike Reese had reported that. Right. Yep. I just the the thing that was also odd about it is kind of we we heard about them going up tempo in training camp over the summer. They yep. didn't really get an opportunity to do that today. And I yeah. think that's part of it is that if you go up tempo, especially in this heat, they were I mean they were rotating guys at just about every position, but the receivers were never on the field long enough that it was worth rotating them. So I think that's part of the reason why Bourne wasn't going in. I think the other thing is they don't want to take Devontae Parker off the field because they like what having him there does for Aguilar. I think when Devontae Parker's out there, then you can get Aguilar in the slot and he can get good looks. And it's like, all right, I think Aguilar in the slot is probably a better receiver overall. He could probably do more for you in an offense than Bourne can. 
And it's like, all right, well, then you've taken Jacoby Myers off the field, but Kendrick Bourne out there. Right. And, yeah. but at the same time, your, your most explosive looks are going to come with Bourne and Aguilar. Right. If you want to put both of them on the field, you're either taking off Jacoby Myers or Devontae Parker. If you're taking off Parker, you're putting Aguilar in a position where he isn't your most explosive receiver anymore. So it's just, I think that's yeah. where once Thornton comes back, I think that could actually help them out a lot when it comes to stretching the field. Even when if I just, just some, some yeah, it's true. That. Listen, I just wonder, I wonder what Devontae Parker is going to give them. I just like, because he was touted all year as the big play. He's going to go win those one-on-one battles. You throw it up 50, 50, he's going to come down with it. Mm-hmm. Right. And then Xavier Howard, what holds his Jersey a little bit. So he just gives up on the play. Like, I just don't, he's got to fight through that. And I understand, like, okay, Howard wins that one-on-one matchup, fine, right? And he just happens to knock it up in the air and Holland picks it off, who, by the way, absolute dirtbag cheap shot on Mac Jones. Just uh, one of the dirtiest hits you'll see all year, especially with a guy at Mac's feet. Uh, you know, after Mac threw it, he launches himself at Mac's head. That's that's as dirty as it'll come. But nevertheless, you know, you want to see more from a guy like Devontae Parker, and that was not enough. And now he's playing his old team, so you think he'd be fired up about it at least. And I saw no fire from him out there, just nothing. And, and that was frustrating. Well, that's where I think it's tough, and that Xavier Howard is one of the better kind of press man corners in the league, especially against big guys with the long arms. So that it's a tough matchup. Obviously, it's in the division, so you'd like to have somebody that can make that one work. Hopefully, when we see him again later this season, Parker's able to figure that one out. Otherwise, things could be interesting for him. Right. But let's we'll, we'll give it a little bit more time on the Parker experiment to see how he looks. I, I would have liked to see more from him. It's all of these receivers look good when they can get them in space. The problem is none of them are good enough to make defenses back off, and that's right. it's what we saw last year. Just and- why I thought I thought the offense looked good when they could run the ball and they could do all kinds of stuff early in the game. This offense is good when defenses have to respect everything that's going on. Right, right. Which the in guy, a lot of cases, yeah. No, the guy. I, I don't mean to jump. The guy. The guy for me that I think is is the the biggest playmaker for the Patriots and has an opportunity to be the biggest playmaker for the Patriots is Jonu Smith. You have to get him more involved because even just those quick dump off plays. I mean, you saw it. he got the ball in his hands and he was electric with the ball in his hands and just get the, him the ball in space. And if you do that, it's going to open things up. Now someone has to pay attention to him. And it can't really be a safety. It can, but it certainly can't be a corner. He'll just run that guy over. But, like, you know, so, okay, he's in space. Now he's open. Now you can get in the ball. All right, now we got to worry about Jonah Smith. So now those guys start to come up. Now Bourne is open or Myers is open or Parker's open or or Hunter Henry's open in the seam or whatever the case may be. I just thought, like, I didn't – we didn't see enough of that today and, and you know john who had some catches but it wasn't enough right and every time he got the ball in his hands it looked good and so it just yeah. three for yeah. 33 for him and right. he was he looked better after the catch than Absolutely. we saw um last season so yeah i liked i definitely liked what i saw from him just I mean, if you look at the stats of this game too first downs pat said 17 dolvids had 18 yards 271 to 307 that's not that far off yards no. per play pats had five dolphins had 5.2 Right. Penalties right. were about even. Pats three for 15, Dolphins four for 20. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's the one fumble touchdown in the turnovers. That is yeah. entirely what this game swings on. Because it's the defense allowed 13 points on eight possessions. 
I was just crunching the numbers on that. That's 1.625 points per possession. The Dolphins had 1.61 last year. That's that's the same number. This right. is the same Dolphins offense we saw last year with essentially no defensive drop-off in production, even though you can't get turnovers. Right. Right. And that's the Defense. biggest thing, isn't it? Yeah. You know, but again, like you say, now they forced three tur- they forced three fumbles. Mm-hmm. And they should have had an easy pick on just what was just an absolutely horrific throw by Tua. Um, you know, it should have been an easy interception from accordion. Instead, you know, Miles Bryant knocks it away. But easily, easily could have had two picks in this game, too. And one of them, even if the offense doesn't do anything, it takes three points off the board. Right. Jack Jones gets that one. That's three points off the board. And right. Yeah. They're in better field position because uh, the special teams in this game, I think, were pretty good. Neither team had good starting field position all day long because both teams could move the ball and the punters were pinning them deep. Cody Davis almost blocked that first field goal that the Dolphins had to. He got yeah. through the line pretty quick. He did. Uh, yeah. And he did a pretty good job on the later field goal attempt too. So I just, it's those, it's those couple plays. It's a it's game of so, inches. It and is. They're losing three plays by a foot. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. And, and the hard, the hard part for me again, and I just keep coming back to it, but is, you know, it's it's the question of why we're playing these you know reliable players over these explosive players, a guy like Marcus Jones, a guy like Penny Jennings, a guy you know whoever right Kendrick Bourne. If you want to throw Kendrick Bourne in there, right, take one of the li- take one of the one of the tight ends out the field and put Kendrick Bourne out there. I don't know, right? Like whatever yeah. whatever you need to do, you know what I mean. And that's that's the big thing for me is like you know. It's just very frustrating. It's very frustrating to see what they're doing. And I know it's early in the season. And listen, I don't want people to freak out. I really don't because I I do think that this team is better than what they showed. I think they're better overall offensively. I actually think they're better overall defensively. The defense was good. Raekwon McMillan didn't really show me a ton today. Mac Wilson, I thought, had some great plays. Kyle Duggar is an absolute monster. He was the best player on the field on either side of the ball. He was unbelievable. And so, like, those are things that I'm happy about. I will say one thing that I'm extremely concerned about, and we'll see how it goes. I was extremely concerned about Trent Brown. I thought the left side of the line wasn't great. I thought there were a few plays where he was in space and, and couldn't move to get where he needed to go. He obviously had the, had the strip sack, which, you know, we can debate about whether that's on Mac or whether that's on Trent Brown, but like you guys see that guy coming and you know, you have to say, Hey, Cole, I'm going to pass this guy, or Ference, I'm going to pass this guy off to you so I can take that guy outside. And, and I, you know, I haven't seen that's the replay of that either, but I assume that's also going to be a little bit on Mac for calling protections before. Right. You would think. And also, yeah. it's the Dolphins like to blitz. If you have, if right. you go up against a team like that, you're not going to get the right protection 100% of the time. So it's also Mac's got to know, all right, I got to get the ball out quicker in some of these plays against Miami because there might be a free rusher. Just it's a, it's a lot of little things. Yeah. Receivers not winning quick enough. Mac not getting the ball out fast enough. And and, and by the way, I thought the play calling was just fine. I thought the play calling was yeah. just fine. Yeah. Right? For as and, much as they were harping on it on the broadcast, too. Oh, God. Nonstop. The, yeah. And it's part of it. Uh, CPS was annoying me today because they weren't given replays of anything, especially anything, any wide angles. So no no ability to see what receivers were doing or if anybody was getting down. The field. There was that one play call where it was third and three and they ran it up the middle with Ty Montgomery we yeah. never got a replay on it no so I I can't give you any analysis here on that play if call. that if that wasn't an ode 
that one and the second and 19 run up the middle for zero yards. If though, if that wasn't an ode to Josh McDaniels, I just don't know what is. Yeah. But my favorite part of the CBS broadcast today was uh, <laughs> they come back from commercials late in the game. And Brian Gumbel's like, oh, there's lots of Dolphins fans here at Hard Rock Stadium. I really think he like legitimately forgot and thought that the game was in was in New England because he's like a lot of I'm like. Yeah, they're playing a home game. You would think that there would be a lot of Dolphins fans there, Brian. Like, yeah. what are you? Oh, Greg. Is it Greg Gumble? It must be Greg Gumble. I don't know. It doesn't matter. One of the Gumbles, whoever whoever it might be. Uh, it was it was like, you dummy. <laughs> like, what yeah. the hell is that comment? Yeah. It was frustrating. Well, I mean, that Ty Montgomery run, though, it reminded me of what they used to do with James White, which is they'll spread out the field and get the passing back out there. You get a light situation, and you can just – run it up the middle he's quick enough that by the time the defense reacts he's already picked up two or three yards right that's what, that's what they did for well, i think what one of the two point conver- no the, the last touchdown in the super bowl against the falcons was one of those that's right to tie that game up in and regulation so i thought yep, that's what they're right. going for with that time montgomery play and just it's i can't tell you why it didn't work that's why i wish that we had a little bit better production on that because give us one shot from behind the line of scrimmage Anything. So we can see what the offensive right. line did. Because if they're right. running that and there's nine guys in the box and Miami's, then we can sit here and complain about the play call or Mac making decisions at the line. Maybe a guy just didn't execute. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, I also thought I, to a certain degree here, I think we have to give the Dolphins credit too. I mean, the pick in the end zone was a fantastic play by Xavier Howard. It was. The play yeah. by Tyreek Hill over Jack Jones was a great play to rip that ball away. Yep, you're right. And that's, I mean... It's where you want some of those paths to take this, that next step. We didn't see much of Barmore today. I thought right. Uche had some good plays. I thought Judon had some good plays. I thought Wise looked really good. I thought the whole, really, the whole defensive line looked good. I thought so too. Yeah, Judon, yeah. Judon played a really nice game. He only gets credit for one sack, but had another one where Tua threw it into the ground, apparently near one of his tight ends. That or was something intentional. Like that. Ground. Oh my goodness! That I was mean, it's not even close. But the thing was, technically, one of those guys was a tight end, so I guess it. But it's like so dumb. Uh, by the way, the Steelers just missed a 55-yard field goal, doinked it off the upright in overtime, so the Bengals have oh, taken over fun. again. That is fantastic. The Colts and, Ty- and Texans are still in overtime with 40 seconds left to go. Uh, I The Texans have the ball, but like at the 50-yard line, so like 40 seconds left to go in the game. Who the heck knows is going to happen? Unless someone throws a pick six, it seems like that my game might end in a tie. Um oh. Boy, nothing says a week one of the NFL season like a pair of ties. Oh, baby. So there's two and a half minutes left to go in the Bengals game. So you never know what's going to happen there. But, but you know, listen, I, I mean, I just, I think overall it, it was as bad as, it was as bad as, I think it was as bad as people had feared, right? And it was worse than I thought it was going to be. I wrote an article today saying I think they'd win. And I really did think, I really did believe that. Part of it has to do with Miami not being very good. But, you know, part of it was I thought the Patriots were, were legitimately better than they were last year. I really thought that. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, that wasn't the case. And I do think that some of those mistakes, a lot of the mistakes they made were fixable, right? The the sack, yeah. the sack that they that they allowed after getting into Dolphins territory, the sack that they allowed that got Cole Strange pulled from the game. That's just a communication error. That's just you have you have to block that guy, right? And they didn't block that guy. And so that's one of those for me where I looked at it and said, okay, like not great, but that's fixable. That's something that, you know, Trent Brown's playing left tackle for the first time in, in a few years. 
Cole Strange playing left guard for the first time ever in his NFL career in a regular season game. So, like, those are things that will get changed up, right? The strip sack, again, is that on Mac? Is that on Trent Brown? I don't know. I think it's probably a combination of both. Both of them missed it, right? But they both missed it. You have to see that. You have to see that guy coming in late because I saw it. I'm sitting there watching the game at home, and I saw it coming. So, like, you know, you have to be able to see that. And that, again, it just comes with time. And, um, you know, and so – We'll see what happens ultimately, but I do think that this team is going to be okay. I think they're going to win in Pittsburgh next week. I really do believe that. I think Pittsburgh stinks. Uh, Pittsburgh's defense was fantastic today. They still scored 20 points against the Bengals, who were fine, but Joe Barrow threw four picks. They have plus five, plus five on turnovers today, and it's 20 to 20 in overtime. So if you just take care, a little bit better care of the ball next week, you're going to be just fine. But People are going to flip out about this game. I don't blame them. I think we can all be extremely upset for, you know, a few days, even until next Saturday if you want. Shoot, be bad until next Sunday if you want. That's okay. But I think what we have to realize is that this team is going to be better than what we saw today. I believe that. I still believe that to be true. I I don't think Belichick's lost his edge. So this is what you see. This is what you see at the beginning of the season, and we all hate it, but this is what you see at the beginning of the season. Yeah, and we'll we'll see where things go from here. You're not going to win a lot of games with a negative three turnover differential, regardless of how good you are. They didn't win one last year. This is just like the game in Miami last year. This is just like the game against New Orleans last year. You allow that defensive touchdown, too. I don't think that's going to happen a ton this year. It might not happen again this year. That might be the only one. If that's the only defensive touchdown the Patriots give up, then they're going to be in good shape. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. This is also the third consecutive game that they have never played with a lead at any point, which is frustrating. And this is a team that is clearly built to play with a lead. They want to run. They want to go play action. They want to let their pass rushers tee off on you and play their twists and stunts and really force things. And then they want to let their corners play back and eyes on the quarterback for jump balls. That's what this team is built to do. And, right. I mean, they stopped the run today. They did. Yeah, they stopped the run today. They did a decent job against the pass and for the most part tackled well underneath with a couple exceptions. They ran the ball well when there were light boxes and the passing game never got going. Right. Right. They did three out of four things well, but how your passing game does is the single most important thing in the NFL today. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And if you can't get it going and, and listen, whatever the reason is, it doesn't matter what the reason is, right? Is it the play calling? Is it Mac Jones? Is it the receivers? It's a combination of all of them, probably, but you cannot let that happen. You can't let that happen. And if you're the Patriots, it ha- you have to figure that out because if you go into this offseason, if you go into this season and you can't figure it out, you know, it's going to be a problem. Now, I do think, I do believe that two or three games into the season, you're going to see less of Jelani Devai. You're going to see less of Miles Bryant. You're going to see less of those guys because I think. I think what happened is, what happens is that the, he does every year. Let's get these guys working. Let's figure it out. Let's go from there and, and kind of see what happens. Now, the Mac Jones question is, the Mac Jones question right now is, what's he getting an X-ray on? Yeah. He gets an X-ray right after the game. What is that about? He took some, he took some shots in this game. He did. Um, and again, the most concerning thing was kind of his footwork. He had happy feet all day long. He really didn't seem to want to step into throws. He had a lot of really high balls out there and just soft right. passes, um, which, I mean, I, I don't know if he's dealing with some kind of a foot issue. Well, I mean, we'll obviously see what it is. Speaking of injuries, 
for next week. Pat's playing against the Steelers. TJ Watt came out of the game today with an injury and was telling people, you get, if you read the lips, he was saying, I tore my pec. Yep. Which, if that's the case, he's going to be out for quite a while. Oh, and, yeah. And that would certainly help the Patriots in that one. I think I think they can easily force turnovers off of Mitch Trubisky. You can't force a turnover in that game. Well, I mean, forget it, right? If you, But you have to be able to make those plays. And again, when you throw, when they when they give you the ball, you have to take it. You have to. And, you know, and ultimately they weren't able to do that down in Miami and, and they looked at, they looked just about as bad as, as you could possibly imagine. And it's just so frustrating to, to see them play that way against what I think is a bad Miami team. I really, I know people are, are hyping them up and they're talking about, but I just, I don't see it. I don't see it from that team. And I know they have Tyree kill and that, that helps them significantly because Tyree kills a guy that, you know, you have to respect the deep ball, but he's also so good at running it short that, that's also a challenge because he'll he'll take a three yard pass. He has no problem with that. Um, but did, you know, yeah. I thought Jonathan Jones did a pretty good job against him today. All things considered, he had a lot of yards and a lot of catches. He moved the chains, but it was mostly he he was picking up ten yards on his own side of the fifty. But once they got over midfield, he wasn't doing much. He wasn't making the biggest plays. Right. He wasn't he wasn't a difference maker. He was good, but he wasn't a difference maker. I thought. I, I was impressed by the secondary as a whole. I mean, we're talking about Miles Bryant and Jelani Tavai as kind of the, the oof guys on this defense, but even they weren't that bad. Miles Bryant only had you know, what one missed tackle and probably a, a completion to Jalen yeah. Waddle he wants back for a first right. down. The only thing I can think of that came Jelani Tavai's way was he got beat by Tyree Kill on a like a quick out, which I don't care what linebacker you put there. There's no, no single right. linebacker that's He also had that. the... Hill had the uh, reverse or whatever that Tavaya didn't think played extremely well and, and missed him. But, you know, I, I mean, look, he got a crack. He got cracked back a little bit on that. And one. that's that's the thing. And, and listen, you know, I, I mean, I'm not Tavaya wasn't that bad, to be honest with you. But you just want guys that I think can be more explosive. And, and you know, he's not that guy. I thought Uche played OK, but like didn't do great. I just think like it, it's you want to see really the whole team play better than they did. Um, but I do think, again, they're they're in position at times to make plays and they just weren't, they just weren't making them. And listen, people keep talking about it. People keep going to keep saying it. And, you know, Lazar has been a big guy about this, you know, all off season, but how they have no, you know, they don't have any explosive playmakers right now and the Patriots can't make explosive plays. And, and as much as we say that that's true down 20 to seven, you got Devontae, you got um, Nelson Aguilar for 95 yard touchdown. If Mac makes that throw, I mean, that's going to be the most explosive play of the entire NFL in week one, right? Yeah. And instead, you miss the saw, throw. And we saw him make that throw. In the, we saw him make a harder right. throw on that in the preseason. Right. Which is just, yeah. hey, that's part of the frustration. It's also, I mean, if you're only getting what Mac made four, maybe five deep throws today. Right. That's part of it. When you're only making that many of them, you miss one. And that's the difference on everything. Yeah. yeah. If you have and an I offense did- that can threaten down the field more and- – yeah, Darby Gold saying he's lost some of the reliable gainers from our running backs. I, I think that's I disagree with that completely. I think the running backs had a really good day today. I think Harris ran extremely well. I thought Ramondre ran pretty well. They just weren't able to open anything up because they didn't care about the they didn't care about the passing game afterwards. They yeah. were like, no, nope. yeah, you know, he's talking about like the little little angle routes or whatever. From Probably, the yeah. Back. We saw that in the first two possessions. Damian Harris had a couple nice pickups on those, and it was yep. just once and they went away from it. Once the Dolphins realized that we couldn't throw deep. They teed up on the blitzes and came short on everything, which means 
Mac doesn't have a ton of time to get that ball out. Or in a lot of these situations, they got somebody staying in to, I mean, the running backs just staying in to help block. You have no other option there. And you're, it's three receivers against three corners and a safety, and they're overloading you with a blitz. You need one of your receivers to win. It's that simple. And you need the receiver that wins to be on the same page with Mac because he's going to have two seconds to make that call and finally open guy. Right. And uh, Mac Jones, not available, uh, not available for uh, comment after the game, will not speak to reporters after the game. And they're saying that he has a back injury. So not good. Not good. Yeah, not what you're looking for. We can um, we can talk all we want about this team. If we're relying on Brian Hoyer or Bailey Zappi for any no, period over. of time here. No, it's it, over. Yeah, that's this team is a six twin team. The good news is is that if that's the case, then you know, you can draft Jackson Smith and, and Jigba and all of a sudden your your uh yeah. your wide receiving code look a bit better, or maybe there'll be some, you know, stud left tackle that you can draft to to you know to to take out well, I thought by the way, Isaiah Wynn, I thought looked pretty good. Look pretty good. He did, he did okay. Get benched Mark, I look pretty good. He got benched for a series or two. He that? did for Kajua, for Kajus, but I didn't. I didn't get that because he looked fine, at least from what I saw. From what I saw, the most of the problems came from the left side of the line, is what I thought. Yeah, but I think, and that's where I wonder about the strange thing. And I wonder if he wasn't benched due to any mental thing. I wonder if he was benched due to conditioning. That's the other thing I wonder about here with that heat. Are they? That's possible. Do they? Yeah. Do they come in with a plan saying, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna." After a couple of series, we're going to see how guys are doing and give Ferentz a series. And we're going to see how guys are doing. And we're going to give Kajust a series and let things play out. Um, no, nah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, which, I mean, that weather. I will say this. Playing as well as they did in those weather conditions, I think, was imp- – I mean, it's hard with the amount of stuff going on in this game. They didn't make a massive amount of mental mistakes. I thought they right. generally hung tough for most of the game. The defense did, especially when the offense isn't really doing a whole lot and the defense is still shutting you down the opponent. That's always a good thing to see. Agreed. There was a point where, I mean, the Patriots got an extra possession or two in what I thought they would in the fourth quarter. They got a couple extra chances to tie that game up or to score. And that was because of the defense hanging in there. So I thought their conditioning was very good. Yeah. Which no, and that's, and listen, this defense is going to be okay. This defense is going to be okay. I've been telling people this all offseason. I think that the secondary is arguably better than it was last year, and that's because of all the guys you have. Now, Adrian Phillips went out with an injury today. He didn't come back. As, you know, did he break that's, a few ribs? Like, that's that's a, that a big loss. The pepper signing looks big right now. <laughs> Absolutely. And and not only that, but Josh Bledsoe, you know, coming in and playing as well as he did in the preseason. Of course, he was, in, he was a healthy scratch today, but that may not be the case. If you know Adrian Phillips is out for a few weeks, he might be the guy that steps in and plays. I thought Phil, I thought Peppers played well today, right? So you know when when his number was called. So you know, I, I there's still a lot that remains to be seen. Um, it's incredibly frustrating to see them go down there and play as bad as they did. And really, it was the def- really was the offense. The defense allowed 13 points, and if you allow 13 points offensively, you know. By the way, in one of those, you know, one of those. Three of those 13 points were off of an interception, a quick change interception where they didn't get great field position, but they got okay. They were at the, like 35 yard line or so. Yeah. And so you get that quick change like that. And of course the momentum is all on the offensive side. Um, and, you know, when you have a few kind of bad luck plays that go your way, so, or go against your, your way, I should say. So we'll see what happens. I just think, again, I'm going to preach. I know that the title of it is that the Patriots got embarrassed down in Miami and they did. Uh, they did get embarrassed down in Miami, but, I'm not, don't, 
hit the panic button just yet. This isn't a six-win team. This isn't a four-win team. This is still a nine to ten win team. It is. It it is. And I know people don't want to believe that. And they say, oh, you know, the offense things. Blah, blah, blah. I just think I think there's too much talent on both sides of the ball to to have it not be an at least nine win team. Yeah. And let's let's see how they look next week. Obviously, right. this is all conditional on Mac being able to play. Of course. Right, of course. But the Steelers are I mean, that's a if the Patriots play like they did today. But put aside the next opponent. If they play like they did today, but ha- are even in the turnover battle for yeah. the rest of the season, they right. will be just about 500. They're going to have either eight or nine wins. Yep. And I think it would be crazy to think that they don't find some ways to play a little bit better in that span. Obviously, opponents will play a little bit better too in those game plan stuff. Right. But like you said, this should be a nine win. I'm, I'm equally parts embarrassed and optimistic about this yeah. loss right just simply you, because simply you play because so well point. for 80 85 percent of the game and the other right. 10 15 percent is so bad that you don't have a shot exactly exactly by the way the Steelers just won with an overtime field goal wow. a 53 yard field goal from Chris Boswell I'm gonna um, go ahead and assume we have a tie we do have a tie we do we, we oh, do have a tie the tie Colts Texans the Browns uh and Saints both won on the Browns is the last second field goal. The Saints was a ninth with 19 seconds left. The Falcons, once again, once again, blew what I believe, I think it was 20, was it 23 to, I think it was 23 to 10. They blew a 20. No, I'm sorry. I recant that. It was a, yeah, 23 to 10. It was a 23 was- to 10 lead that they blew. Yeah. Which I'll say this: from what I saw that game, I thought Marcus Mariota looked pretty good for the. Falcons. Yeah, he looked. He looked okay. If if you're the Falcons and you lose every game like that for the rest of the season, I think you got to feel pretty good about the team you have going into the next year, given yeah, where they are. I um, agree. Without without Calvin Ridley, without your best receiver, and yeah. you know maybe you have a court, maybe you have a quarterback next year. So, um, yeah. But yeah, uh, I see Lions almost pulled a comeback against the Eagles. Yep. Trey Lance looks like from the stat line, he's, he really struggled today. The Bears beat the 14. Obviously, that was a mud fest out there. Yeah. The pouring rain in Chicago. So we'll see how much that yeah, actually it was bad. means. But I mean, that game was 7 nothing at the half. Yeah. <laughs> 7 nothing at the half. was, And then they got outscored 19 to 3 in the in the fourth, in the third. Sorry, in the second half. So it was, it was, matter of fact, it was outscored 19 and nothing. So, um, so yeah. That's, what a what a weird week one. Which, it's always that, a weird week one. And that's always that's that's the other, like big picture. If you look at past week one results, there is always, I mean always, something weird that happens. Or yep. a result that makes you go, wait. Like you, you look back and you're like, that that happened? Yeah. You just you've the Bills lost at home to the Steelers week one last year. Like yeah. Josh Allen did not look good week one last year. No, he did not. Good bad and the the cardinals absolutely boat raced the titans it's true in tennessee it's true so, uh, uh, and there was the saints packers game too that weird game they had to play in jacksonville that's right that's right one of those uh yeah me and Mahomes got like negative uh, i mean roger got like negative a million points um a little fun tidbit for you here the chiefs yeah, yeah. just scored to make it 14 nothing against the cardinals and justin reed kicked the extra point for the chiefs hit it as well harrison Butker's out out with an injury, Harrison Butker. Wow. Some point knew- between his first ex- made extra point and now uh, out with an injury. So Justin Reed, the safety 
for uh, for the Chiefs in there as kicker. That's uh, wow. I mean, so we know Bill Belichick's going to go out and get him at some point, then, right? <laughs> Safety they can get. He's been waiting on this ever since Nate Ebner. That I that mean, kick that they drew up against oh, the uh, Eagles. Kick. They've been, you know, he's been dying to bring that out again, but have it work. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh, by the way, my dad just texted me with the game uh, about the Bengals game. The Bengals, um, the Bengals punted with 14 seconds left on the play clock, and then lose with a 53-yard field goal with no time left on the clock. Like the game is over. Why yeah, you're I, you can't you have to they, like drain the clock all the way down? What are you doing? It's I felt this way kind of last year. In some ways, the Bengals winning as much as they did with Zach Taylor as the head coach was, it was bad. really bad because now yeah. you can't fire him right. for a little bit. It's right. like the it's like Mike McCarthy or um they really yeah. it's Mike McCarthy twice now with Barry, Dallas. Barry Switzer, Bay. right? It was Barry Switzer. Yeah. You just you no. play so who well was the was it Switzer that took over Jimmy Johnson? And just wasn't good. That's before well, I was born, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Well fine. Fine. <laughs> So yeah, in the '90s, Barry Switzer took over for Jimmy Johnson. It was not good, but that team was a wagon. So they won the they won the Super Bowl anyways, and then they just like petered off because he was actually a terrible coach. Yeah, uh, I'll give a uh, there's a college basketball example. Jim Calhoun at UConn. He uh, he retired, and the next year under Kevin Ollie, the Huskies right. won the national championship. Hey, and then like go. two years later, three years later, he gets fired, and there's That's a lawsuit the and stuff. And yeah, yeah, turns yeah. out he actually was a bad quarterback. Was a bad coach, yeah. right? Right. Side note, I'll say I thought uh, Mike McDaniel for the Dolphins did a decent job today. Yeah. The, the Dolphins offense wasn't like oh wow anything, but like it wasn't it looked cohesive. Right. And right. I thought the Patriots looked the Patriots offense looked cohesive for two drives. Right. Yeah, and one of them ended in touchdown and one of them ended in an interception. Right. And so it's like, you know, you need more consistency. So so we'll see. Anyways, we've been we've been talking around and around about the same thing so we're going to end it here but uh we'll be back midweek uh we're having megan Autolini on so that'll be fun uh midweek i think Thanks. thursday night that'll be mm-hmm. um but listen you know have faith don't lose faith just yet don't lose faith just yet it's early it was bad it was really bad okay but don't lose faith they're gonna be okay they're gonna have like nine they're gonna still finish eight nine wins assuming that mac jones is healthy Let's yeah. pray to God that he's healthy, and then we'll go from there. So uh, it they was were, bad. But, again, good. how many times did Brady go down to Miami and look terrible and then and, and lose? You know, like and they, they were, did it in, in 04 yeah. when they were the best team in the league and they got smoked down in Miami on a Monday night. So and, it's like and, it just it happens down there. And they were they were 2-4 and four to start the year last year. Right. And made the playoffs. So And the, the way the schedule is this year, something like that happening again really would not, not be a shock. Right. So, Right. Agreed. And, you know, and some of these teams now, and again, week one, right? But they're playing the Colts, and everyone's like, oh, the Colts, oh, they're going to be. The Colts, you know, tied the Jaguars today, right? And looked pretty bad doing it. We're losing for a good the chunk Texans, of that game. But right? yeah. Well, sorry, the Texans today, right? Yeah. And then, you know, and then the Browns, who you're playing in a few weeks, like the Browns, like, I, I know they ended up winning the game, but like, it's the Panthers. They're freaking terrible. Panthers might be the worst team in the league this year. Um, and they had to hold on to win that game late. So, you know, it's 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 some of that stuff for me that I just think like they're gonna be okay. And some of these games that maybe we were really worried about, maybe there's not as much to worry about as you know. The, maybe these teams aren't quite as dominant as we thought. So, but anyways, that's what we got. 
uh appreciate you guys coming on coming through and listening and um and yeah we'll talk to you talk to you midweek and you know we'll try to be a little bit more positive try to be a little more positive uh midweek but we'll uh we'll see yeah take care guys today's episode is brought to you by cars.com With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical.